The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. PlayStation. Welcome to the land of long-lived play, where greatness is always awaiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. It is I, your host, Delvin Cox, the beast from the east, the down south boy. Dev is not with us today, but we have someone in his place. We have the boss man, the big boss, the boss hog, the king of the castle, my boy Donnie Reese. How you doing, Donnie? Greetings, Kooplings. What's going on, you two? Awesome. And also, we also have... The girl on fire from the mythical place called Canada, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How you doing, Haley? Great. Right, now, the girl on fire, did you just, did you think of the Hunger Games while doing that, or did you just do it in general? Man, that stuff's bony. <laughs> I should have called you. Should have called you. We are, bony. <laughs> we are three seconds in, and I'm already ready to throw hands. <laughs> um, How's it going, Donnie? It's going, it's going. I was just telling, I was just telling. Uh, Delvin, when you walked away to get a drink, that I, I just had a wrestling match with my son. We haven't done anything. It's just been like raining cats and dogs here for like the better part of like a month, actually. And uh, we haven't had much outside time. So today was a pretty decent day. And he was like, Dad, let's go jump on the trampoline, which means he wants to go wrestle. And uh, boy, I don't know how many more of those got in me. I'm like reaching the end of that. Like he's getting stronger, bigger, heavier. And uh, man, that cold air, I was just breathing. I was like, Ooh, I'm breathing hard. I got I do more cardio, less drinking. Did you give him an F5? Uh, no, 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 What's no, an no. F5? Uh, Brock Lesnar's finishing move where he takes you on top of your, basically puts you on top of his shoulders and slings you around. <laughs> Looks very painful. That so. sounds horrifying. No, no, not for kids. I mean, coming from Brock Lesnar, it would be. It is very somewhat terrifying to watch, but. Not for kids. Kids are like that type of stuff. Yeah. That's like that uh, that old commercial with Sting for Sprite, where like he takes the kid, like swings him around the house. That is the greatest commercial like, ever. <laughs> I keep seeing it. And I don't know why it keeps popping up on YouTube, and like you're recommended. I um, we went to a show a little while ago, and he bought a, a fiend mask. So that's that's like his gimmick now. Like when he's not in mask, when he's not when he's like his regular wrestling character, he's not as strong. But when he puts on the fiend mask, then I have to, I got to sell for him. I got to sell for the fiend. I love your son. So that's, that's awesome. That's the thing that we've been doing. Of that is awesome. <laughs> so let's get into it. Donnie says you've been talking about what you've been playing. Oh man. Um, I've been playing the division two. I played like at least for the last 12 hours. That's what, that's what I've been playing. Um, I played about two hours um, before we jumped on the call. And then I played it like all night last night, like, like. Like rolling back the clock, like I never have before. I got on, 
PC of all places with Devin, uh, Sean Capri, Garrett, and we played The Division 2 for like four hours, four or five hours. We played till like almost three in the morning. That's awesome. I woke up and was like, did that really happen last night? Like, <laughs> it's just like a dream. Um, I've never really been into games like that, right? And I never played The Division 1. And uh, just the whole looter, shooter, grind systems, menu, inventory thing. Like, that's not why I play games. I play games for story and story progression and character arcs and things like that. You know, it's different. And uh, I got to say, though, I really liked it. Um, played on PC. I had it on Xbox. And then they all wanted to play on PC. So I asked Xbox for a refund, jumped on the Epic Store, grabbed the game, because it's like super cheap right now, right? You guys talked about it. $3, like $3. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I bought the expansion. Um, so if you were a member of the Epic Game Store, I think over Christmas, they gave everybody like $10 for free. You could just use it whenever you want. And uh, so I got the expansion and the game for like $22. And um, jumped in there last night. It was crazy. The expansion apparently just like boosted me to like the highest level. So it's like pay to win, actually. I'm like like level 30 and I have like all the guns and I get all the colored equipment, which is I for me, probably the best way that I could have experienced this game as somebody who doesn't want to grind and doesn't want to do all that stuff and doesn't want to learn all the different menus and the power levels and all the things. I just like bought my way into the game. And it's like, OK, I don't have to worry about any of that now. Now I can just go shoot folks. And uh, I was surprised. I'd played Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, that's the old one, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I played Ghost Recon Wildlands a couple years ago. Um, wasn't a big fan of it, like, as a shooter. Like, it's a fine game. Um, but, like, as a shooter, I'm more accustomed to playing, you know, the Call of Duties of, of the world. And it's like, this is, you know, Ghost Recon is not that good as a shooter. I was quite impressed with how much I enjoyed playing um the division two as a shooter like just you know mechanically i was like the, the guns feel fantastic um game looks great i played it 1080p 60 everything's set to ultra um that's all i have is 1080p monitor right here at the desk on the pc and uh, it looked great super sharp super smooth so the guns uh the shooting the mechanics felt great a lot of fun just hung out with uh hung out with the guys and we just went mission to mission to mission and when it got to the point i didn't even care like world war z didn't even really care what was going on in the story. Just that. Nah, let's go blow more stuff up. So that's that's really all I've been doing. That and some some iPad stuff. Uh, yes. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> bad habit to lean towards the mic. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No. I've been playing it all week. Uh. I played all of the missions they added with like the year one content. So like, I I played. Like the Manning National Zoo and the one right after that where like I forget what it is. But then the next one is like both missions are inside the Pentagon and then Coney Island, which sets up for their expansion, uh, Warlords of New York, which I pre ordered yesterday. So that comes out March third. Um and I'm very, very excited for that. Um I'm trying to get that platinum before March third. Um I only have two trophies left, but they're both pains in the neck. So I need to finish all the missions on hard, which I only have like five left to do, but it's just getting like a good group composition together to do that. Uh, Cause like when they say play the mission on hard, like it doesn't really amp up the difficulty. It just means you get enemies that have 
more like gold or purple health bars instead of just like the standard red enemies uh red health bars and then i also need to complete a bounty from each safe house but there's specific bounties you have to do uh to complete them you can't just do one bounty from each safe house so it's like really annoying but that's all i need to platinum i finally got the stupid bug a friend in need trophy that's like uh respond to a call for backup and revive an agent because i did that like the day the game launched and the trophy never popped so i got that finally yesterday and uh other than that i've been still playing through bioshock one i just reached uh i need to craft the lazarus vector or something like that that's where i am now i wouldn't know i never played and... the bioshock one I think Donnie probably knows what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, but it's been a minute, like a, mm -hmm. like a good, strong minute. It's been a while since I went that far back. I did Infinite a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play through them all again. The, the only one I've ever finished is Infinite, so I know how that one ends, but I don't know how the other two do. Um, and then the other thing I've been playing is Apex Legends. I have reached uh, Battle Pass level 48. And I finally got the chance to play more than one match on King's Canyon because it's back for the weekend. So when we're done recording, that's probably what I'm going to go do is play it for a little bit before it disappears. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. All right. I got two things I want to talk about that I've been playing. One is probably going to concern Haley more and one's going to probably concern Donnie more, which is going to be really interesting. The first thing I've been playing, which I finally got into starting playing, is the Outer Worlds. Heck Yes. I saw that today. I'm probably like three hours into it or something like that. I like it so far. It's really good. It feels like a prettier Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, so, as we've said, like it's developed by Obsidian. They're, they're the guys that did New Vegas. And, uh, and they've also done uh, Pillars of Eternity. Yes. That's them as well. Um, it's really good. So how are you liking it? I like it so far a lot. It, I like the feel of I like the fact that Whereas Fallout's world is kind of bleak and grim and you kind of know what you get with Fallout's world. This world kind of feels clean. So when you hear like unsettling stuff, it feels a lot different. Like the stories about people having to work to basically live and stuff. It's, it's kind of a certain irony to it that's really cool I like about it. So, so I have a question. Have you reached the quest where the guy's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he damaged company property. Yes. Yeah. And uh, in reference, the company property is... That guy. Yeah, it's it's some very interesting takes on it. I like it a lot so far. It's really it's really cool. I want to finish it. In. I like the fact that essentially this is a Fallout game that's a lot shorter, and that's what kind of yeah. drove me to want to play this one because the problem I have with most Fallout games is they're so long. And besides the glitches and stuff like that, well, too. to be fair, most Fallout games are as long as you make them. Like you can speed run Fallout Four in two and a half hours. Huh, interesting. If you literally just go right from the vault to to find Valentine, like, skipping the whole dialogue with Diamond City and all that, if you go find Valentine, if you've ever played the game before, like, if you know where he is, you can go find him, do that, then go to uh, Diamond City and get let in. Then you go, like, to, like, the Great Sea or whatever, like, the radiation area, and then boom, literally, like, you pick a faction go that way, it's like two and a half hours. It's crazy. Yeah, but the thing about Fallout to me, it always feels like it's so daunting. Mm -hmm, Th yeah, this game yeah. doesn't really feel like that. I don't know if you have you played this yet, Donnie? 
No. Are you are you waiting to play it for when it comes on Switch? Not really. I think you should try it. It's an interesting game to say the least. I know it may not be your jack, but in terms of storytelling, it's fascinating. It doesn't have all the glitches that a normal Fallout game has that will kind of deter you from it. Kevin Kevin says this is hashtag not tiny game. Like he says this is just the antithesis of games that I would like. Oh, so. I, I would agree, honestly. I don't <laughs> think you'll enjoy it. So there you go. It's like why like one I definitely wouldn't buy it on Switch. I have it on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. And then, like, two, I've got, I've, I mean, I already have somewhat of a, really like a backlog. It's like, I'm not really looking to get into anything because I know the, like, the onslaught that's coming. Yeah. You know, like, I've yeah. got Ori, I've got Doom, I've got Animal Crossing, which gets me to, which gets me to Resident Evil, which gets me to Last of Us. So, like, I'm booked. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't, I don't need any, like, right now, what I'm doing is I'm playing things that either, like, I, I don't care too much about, you know, like, so if I drop the division in a week, it's like, who cares? 20 bucks, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I'm catching up old things, playing, you know, indies, you know, playing little things around, you know, like on, I uh, played the Bleeding Edge beta and playing Assassin's Creed on, you know, Switch and stuff like I'm that. I'm so sad I didn't get the chance to play the Bleeding Edge beta because my Game Pass ran out. Like, it's back now. Like, mm. I, I, I remember I mentioned in the Discord that I, like, deposited my tax return in the bank, put a hold on it. And over sure. the beta weekend, they had, um, they had they had the beta and my game pass was out so i couldn't play it <laughs> that's a shame but yeah sorry I, I i mean by all accounts it's a fantastic game it's just not really the the type of game that i normally get into mm-hmm. like I, I didn't get into um like, i think maybe the closest thing that i ever got into like it might be bioshock which i liked i beat the first bioshock on 360 i beat infinite on xbox one um i gave up on bioshock 2 and the only thing that I have to say about two is apparently the DLC is better than the game. Like that's all I've ever heard for ever. You know, I've I've heard Minerva's yeah. Den is better than the main campaign. Yeah. So. yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. But like, I never got into Fallout ever. Like I tried, I tried to play Fallout Four when I came to Game Pass for. I mean, I put in a good several hours, and I didn't get into like Dishonored, and I tried. Oh, you didn't like Dishonored? Games. Not really, no. Oh, I love Dishonored. Uh, if you're listening and you haven't played Dishonored 2, please go play Dishonored 2. The Clockwork Mansion is one of the most fantastically designed, ever-changing levels I've ever played. Um, it's really good. It's not, it's not one of those levels that changes every time you play it. It's just that as you're playing it, the the level changes with. It's really good. So, but again, like if it's not your type of game, like like if you know going into it, you're not gonna enjoy the dishonored level gameplay uh i would highly highly recommend uh playing it if you know you'll enjoy it because like donnie said it's not his type of game right so okay but the second thing the thing i want to talk about with donnie that he might be more interested in is this so earlier like i think it was last week i was on twitter and this guy was talking about how he was playing WrestleFest with his daughter now, Donnie's a big-time wrestling game fan like I am, and yeah. I was like, how is he playing? That's a new one for me. Yeah. What, what? I'm like, how is he playing WrestleFest? He was like, yeah, I got this, this little Japanese system that's like called a, it's called a, I sent you a picture of it. It's called a Pandora 11. Pandora, is that the Street Fighter thing? Yes. And what the thing is, is it's basically like a, um, it's a big old arcade controller that has a bunch of arcade games on it. So I looked it up on eBay, and it was like $80. I said, $80 isn't that much. 
And if 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 WrestleFest play a game that you could like drop a ROM. Okay, keep going. Yeah, because I wanted to play it. Like I don't like I, I hate playing for PC. I got okay. I'm catching up here. I'm I'm Wikipedia and googling the things. I got the the WrestleFest up. Okay, it's like that's so good. It just reminds me of like all those Genesis SNES wrestling games, WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania Arcade, just yes. kind of all that stuff. Yeah. So that's good. I stuff. said eighty dollars. I can I I can do that. So I ordered it, and it came. I said because I I figured worst case scenario, at least I can play WrestleFest on my TV. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how I felt about it. Like it's only eighty bucks. So I get the thing. I'm going through the game list. I'm like, okay, Marvel versus Capcom, Marvel versus Street Fighter. These are some sure. pretty solid games. I'm, I'm thinking it was gonna just be. Like WrestleFest, because most of these consoles you usually see have like WrestleFest, Mario, Sonic, and a bunch of junk. I mean, it's a cool little like deck, like for those um, that haven't seen the picture. I mean, it's like an arcade control cabinet. Like you just kind of sit down, like I guess on your lap or like on yes. the table in front of you. It's got your buttons and your sticks, two players, um, you know, so it's like one of those like plug and play type things, but it's, you know, it's very much arcade driven. It's, it's pretty neat. Now, it can't possibly be licensed, right? No, I don't think it's licensed at all. Because it's, yeah, it's just got to be like totally like, you know, hack job, black market type type thing. Yeah, that's the, the kind of stuff you expect to find at like a, a flea my house. market. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was going to say a flea market. It, like one of those, my favorites are the photos that get posted on like the bootlegger Twitter account that's like, here's this Superman figure, but instead of having the S, it's like, an empty shield, yeah. and his cape is black instead of red, and it's like you can clearly tell they didn't have the license to make a Superman toy. So, what was it like going back to a game like that? I, I can't imagine. Like, I've I've done a little bit. I've got some ROMs on my computer that plays like WrestleMania Arcade because I yeah. I still love that arcade game, but that arcade game is like completely different than like WrestleFest. Like, I can't, can't imagine you're having a whole lot of fun with it. Oh, it's fun, and that's not even that's, that's not even the, the thing about that made this thing awesome. I'm sitting there going through the game stuff. It has WrestleFest. It has the one yeah. before that. I forgot what it's called. I think it's called uh, Superstars. That was an arcade. I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. But then it has almost all the arcade games that we used to love as a kid. Like it has Turtles in Time. It has the Simpsons okay, arcade. Hang on. To, 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 to just to clarify, there's no we in this situation. I didn't do much arcades oh, yeah. like when I was a, like, arcades are basically dying as the time I was coming of age. Remember in like 1994, I was like five. <laughs> yes. I'm the old one here. I get that sometimes. <laughs> I knew a few of yeah. them. I knew a few yeah. of them. And it's like, you know, you, you'd catch, you know, I would catch some classics like in the corners of like some skating rinks and stuff like coming up through the 90s. Um, I'm not like completely, you know, away from like, I'm a huge Golden Tee fan. I played a bunch of that. I love that game. Um, but yeah, all of like the licensed stuff that was like hot. You know, in the late 80s, early 90s, like, I missed a lot of that. And until it came to console, when they started coming to Genesis and Super Nintendo and stuff, that's when I started to get the hold of them. Yeah, but this thing is, it has a lot of cool games. When it has, like, the Simpsons arcade game, it has the mm. RoboCop arcade game, and this is when it kind of flipped, tripped me out. It has Michael Jackson Moonwalker. Wow. The arcade version of Michael Jackson Moonwalker. That's not bad for 80 bucks. Yeah, and it has so many arcade games. It has the Superman arcade game. I'm like, I can't believe this has this many games, and they all work. That's I mean, that's the, pretty good. I was just gonna say they're they're all like ROMs, you know, like so you can you can download most of these. So I could see 
them just like shoving a bunch of this stuff on on little systems to get them out there. Yeah, yeah, probably. And the thing, the, yeah. the controller, like I said, the controller for it is pretty solid. Like I said, it's, it's big. It's pretty big. It's about almost the size of my table. Yeah. But because it's like it's like one player slot and two players, so yeah, I just literally sat down with my son. We were playing like Moonwalker and playing like all these old retro games that I love, and then we found out that you can add more games to it. Yeah, so I'm like, yep. this is a pretty cool thing and a solid buy for eighty so bucks. I I've been thinking about getting one of those like stand up like arcade cabinets. I know Kevin's talked about them. He's had some. You see them at like Walmart and stuff, like the little mini arcades. Yeah. I have two. We sell them for um, like three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been thinking about getting like a Golden Tee one of those. And then hacking it and like putting a bunch of stuff on it because you can do that. You can basically, I mean, anything that plays any of that stuff basically has emulators. You can put anything on it. Yeah. You know, like anything like up through like maybe even like 64 early PS1 stuff you can run on it. Like um, my 3DS, for example, I hacked my 3DS and I have like Sega Saturn, Sega Genesis, PlayStation 1 games. I was playing Clock Tower on my 3DS. Like it has emulators to run all that stuff and it's all in like one little card. Stuff's getting crazy. Like they've gotten really, really good at that stuff. It's super cool that we live in a time where you can do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can run these things on like your iPad and your and Lord, if you have a PC, like if you have a PC, you run anything you want. Like period. Like yeah. you can basically emulate anything. Um, but it's 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 extra special when folks take the time and care to put it in a package like like yours. You know, like yeah. something that makes you because it's different. I've always said this. Like playing emulators on your PC is not as fun. It's different. Right. Like you need the controller, like of all things, like you have to be brought back. Like if you're going to go down the nostalgia hole, like you've got to go back, you've got to have the right feel. Yeah. So like I have all the N64 ROMs on my PC and I can play, you know, um, you know World Tour and Mayhem and all that stuff. Um, but if you're not playing with like a 64 controller, it completely ruins it. You don't want to play You don't never want to try and play that with like an Xbox controller. It doesn't feel right. You know, it just doesn't feel it's just not what you remember. So it's really, really cool that they put, and, and I got to say, you sent me a picture of it. For anybody out there that's looking this Pandora 11 thing up, like it looks great. I mean, it's really nice looking, like little piece of kit. Yeah, it's super cool. I, like, yeah. I said, it's, like I said, for 80 bucks, I think it's worth it personally. It's worth, worth like a, just as a, basically as like a conversation starter. Yeah. Pandora 11, you said? Yeah, I think that was called. And plus, you can hook it up to your PS4, or your Xbox users to be controlling as well. And that's, yeah, there you, so that's the extra piece. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's on it's on uh, Amazon. The Best Bros Pandora Eleven Arcade Game Console, twenty seven hundred games, three um, D games, one hundred twenty nine dollars. Not bad. Uh, Not should, bad at all. I mean, granted, granted, we know Canada sucks, but it's telling me one hundred seventy nine ninety nine. That's Canada for you. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Real. And to be clear, it's twenty seven hundred games on there, or something like that. But I think mine has thirty three hundred, something like that. Most of those games are copies. Yeah, but then you also have a great bulk of like straight up Japanese games, and that's cool. You have like seventy eight versions of Street Fighter Two. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> yeah. Like, and it, it's funny because it for every seventy eight versions of, Jap- of Street Fighter Two you get, you get a weird game like Sailor Moon arcade game. Like what? Oh, that's a good one. I'm like I have that one on my Super Nintendo. Like I have that game. I've got a. I've got a. Yeah, that that one's actually pretty funny. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. I'm like, holy crap! Was some playing Sailor Moon? We had some fun with that. Do you have any of like those old DBZ games? Yes, those are really fun to get into. Like those old ones that came out like Super Nintendo. I had no idea that those were a thing. And then I um, hacked my SNES and I put all these ROMs and I downloaded this. Uh, I basically I bought 
um, a card, like a USB stick that had it all done and just stuck the thing in there and had it read the files. And I was going through all that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's insane. super fun, man. I highly recommend yeah. like if, if you want something to kill time and you don't want to sit there and play like a a long game and stuff like that, because I feel like that a lot of times. Sometimes I want to get to the long stories and stuff like that. This is great for those moments. Cool. Yeah, man. I'm all about it. Like, I, I know Caroline, uh, she'll give me some crap about all of the illegal things that I do, but I, I think it's I think it's great for the... Nobody's making money off that stuff. That stuff is basically lost. Like, nobody can resell it. You know, the licenses are gone. The people that own the licenses are gone. The people that bought those people are gone. You know, like, it's all just lost in purgatory. So through ROMs, through emulation, through these types of things, like these games and the, and the work that people put on, like, they live on. You know, and, and I'm all for, you know, people that want to, you know, game preservation and conservation and have all the systems and stuff like yeah. that. But that's not really realistic to expect at, at, a, at a consumer level, you know, for anybody like with the masses. Like, I can't recommend that somebody's like, man, I really want to play, you know, WrestleFest. Like, well, go buy an arcade cabinet and get the ROM. And, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, the average consumer is not going to Yeah. Do and plus, that. it's not going to play on your TV and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, let people have, you know, their little Raspberry Pis and stuff. They're not hurting anybody. Nobody's losing any money. Yeah. That, you know, that, like, that, none that's, of that's. That's always funny to see Nintendo immediately go after people who get ROMs working on the computer. And it's like, yeah. okay, but, but, but they're your, your old consoles to play this on. You're not going to. Not- well, I, I think uh, I don't want to defend them, but I, no. I, in a large part, the reason that they do that is that they have to. Yeah, like, and and everybody yeah. does. Everybody does. Like at some point, you have to at least express that you're willing to defend it. Otherwise, in the future, if you try, like you, you know, like you can't have ten years of history where you didn't do anything. Yeah, and then all of a sudden one day you want to go sue people. That's you know, like, the, so like the guy who just got a cease and desist letter yeah. from Rockstar for uh, modding. Red Dead Redemption 2 to have a hot coffee bod. Yeah. yeah. So you just gotta, yeah, sometimes you just have to, you know, and like they don't, like, I know they have, but like typically they're just like, hey, stop. And you turn it off. It's, those, listen, those ROMs aren't hard to find. No. <laughs> There's a million places up. Like yeah, they're never yeah. gonna go away. And like I said, it's never, like in Nintendo's case, in PlayStation's case, to keep it on topic, it's never like uh, costing them money. Like they still have PS1 classics. People still buy them because they're convenient and they're, you know, they're touched up and stuff like that. Like, that's never, nobody's ever going to not get it and just be like, I'm going to play on my computer. Like, those are very different people, I think. Yes. Yeah. Most cases. Yeah. All right, man. That was a good talk, man. Definitely. So, we got some questions in this week. So, here we go. First one comes from B-Bad, at B-Bad Pod. And she asks, what's the weirdest or funniest glitch you've seen in the game? Ooh. Also, do you use cheat codes? I'll let you go first, Donnie. I miss che- I miss cheat codes. I do miss cheat codes. I think they're super fun. Um, I used cheat codes the last time I played Saints Row on my Switch. Yeah, I threw the cheat codes Saints, in there. Saints Row Three, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like, I got those big hands. Yep. And you let yep. you just punch cars down the street and stuff like that. That's super funny. Um, those old, old sandbox games like had the best cheats. GTA. GTA Vice City. I remember, like, Vice City had the one where you could get a cheat code to play as Han Solo, and it's like... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they had the best cheats, and I think that in a lot of ways, sometimes they, they enhance the game experience. I hate that, um... I hate that they, that um, for the most part, they've gone away, 
And even in the instances where they haven't gone away, it's honestly like they're discouraged against because so many developers, like if you use cheats, disable you know, they'll disable trophies. Uh, trophies and things like that. Yeah. I don't really care about any of that. I know um, you don't, but I do. Yeah. And that's why I don't use them. And I, and I'm, but I wouldn't be ashamed. I wouldn't, I would not be ashamed for you. Like if you did, like, I wouldn't care if you got the achievement anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, cause so many, it's funny because there, I know that most games have an achievement for beating the campaign. Yep. But typically the achievement that you get for beating the campaign is not like the achievement. It's not the platinum. It's not the big thing. It's so the like, satisfaction even if, in beating it. But but what I'm trying to say is most of the time to get like the big like for the trophy hunter to complete mm-hmm. the list or get the platinum or the yeah, thousand okay, score you got to beat yeah. it like 18 times on different difficulty you got to do all kinds of stuff so it's like if you're gonna play that on cheats like I don't really care like you're the one playing the game over and over and over again I think I don't I think, think doing it in, with cheats or without cheats like you're still the one dropping 50 hours into completing this list of things to do. I'm really glad Uncharted, like, after you beat the campaign half the time, they still did it in 4, but, like, 4 was different, because in the original, like, 3, you could wear costumes that weren't specific to Nate. Like, you could wear an Elena Fisher costume, and then you'd be playing as Elena, but you'd have Nate's voice, so it'd be really hilarious when you died. (laughs) You're like, Nate! And you're, like, playing as Elena, and you, like, drop off a cliff. Um, But no, they would also allow you to use infinite ammo, and that doesn't disable uh trophies so like that's how i got the uncharted 2 and the uncharted 4 plat i have to go back and finish three i don't think i'll do one because just playing the gunplay in one now is not it's not great it's not uncharted uncharted 4's uh special features Mm -hmm. they let you like change the customization of like the level and you go like black and white or you go Mm -hmm, cell shaded and you go like muddy and you can wear like a tuxedo but you're out in the jungle and stuff like that that makes it fun like that type of stuff makes it fun for the people that are replaying it for the third, the fourth, the fifth time. Yeah. So, like, I actually, I make the opposite case. Like, I would say, look, if anybody wants to use a cheat, like, let them have the achievement. Like, they are still playing the game. They're the ones that have to go do it. I think it's a I Sony thing because I know. Especially if it was, like, on the regular difficulty. Like, mm-hmm. to get the achievement to beat the game in hard, you can't use cheats because the achievement is to test your, your merit, like, as a as a gamer right but if you're playing on normal and you want to use cheats then let them get any yeah. achievement they can get yeah. all the collectibles That's... you know like because even some other games like they'll um some games when you enable cheats like they'll disable saves yeah that's you can't even annoying. save the game you just gotta <laughs> play it all the straight through or like you're done and that's i mean i understand i understand there's people out there like i want to prove i've beaten the game the best way possible right i just don't care that's I, like i I've... playing gta 4 they disabled achievements. Well, not all of them. So they disabled specific achievements. There's like the 200 pigeons, which is weird because it giving yourself superpowers in GTA to to get find all 200 of those stupid pigeons in GTA 4. They disabled that achievement if you have cheats on, but the other ones are fine. Like all of the other achievements are fine, and it's really dumb. Like I don't understand. Oh, you're going to stop me from getting the achievement for finding all the messenger birds, but I can get everything else if I've got superpowers. No, but I'm also, I'm not, I'm not an achievement hunter or a trophy hunter. So like these things mean little to me. So maybe that's why my opinion is the way that it is. But I just, I think if like, there are certain types of games that I think you have more fun with Mm -hmm. 
And I'm all for playing those games that way. Like, just let me have as much fun as possible. And, you know, which is why at the same time, I, I don't care. The games are like, you don't get achievements. I'm like, okay, click. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really don't care. Like, that's well, not why I'm playing the game. So I'm going to show my age right now. I really missed the, like, the, the Game Genie era of video games. Yeah. What? I remember, oh, man, Game Genie. I remember using Game Genie back on, like, uh, Gran Turismo 3. And I want to say Hot Shots Golf 3, you could like unlock all the characters, right? So you, could, so you didn't have to unlock them all and play it, you know, 30 hours just to get like the good ones. Because on, on Hot Shots Golf, Out of Bounds, you could actually play as John Daly. That's cool. <laughs> and, and like it was much bigger back in the day, right? Like he won the, like, the British Open and stuff at the time. So like he was, you know, one of the top stars in golf. So to see him in this little cartoon character type game. But you had to you had to unlock them. You you, you, know, you had to go through like ten challenges to get them. Um, but like you could use the game genie and just poof, you can get it and you can just play the game as him and have all the equipment and all that stuff, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. So obviously, I said I don't use cheat codes mostly because they disable trophies. But the funniest glitch I've seen ha- has to be um. In, I was playing Shadow of Mordor, and I have this clip up on YouTube. But essentially, um, if you've played it, you'll know of the towers that you respawn on when you die. Yep. Um, I, sh- I jumped off, shot an orc, as they're called in the game. They're not orcs. I don't know why they're... I don't know what the difference is. I'm not big on Lord of the Rings lore. I just... The game's fun. It's bony. Um, I'm going to throw hands. <laughs> um, this they- is bony. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I guess we do need the E tag this episode. Hey, I, said, I had shiz. That's what I said. Shiz. It sounded okay. like something else. But well, what it sounded like and what it is. That's matter. fair. That's fair. Very different. That's fair. Um, I shot him. And in the time it took for me to reach the ground, uh, he had gone past the tower, spun into like a ball and flown halfway across the map before I hit the ground. That's a good wow. one. I didn't even think of the glitch thing. Um, the funniest glitches I ever saw were last year when WWE came out. Oh god! Oh god! That was a those glitches were absolutely insane. I like, like the all the, wi- I like the all the girls' ropes. hair was yeah. just like flying everywhere, and the ring ropes were just like shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> and there was this one. It was so funny that I I think I had like um kind of like one of those like drunk laugh nights where I just sat on the couch with my wife and just watched glitches like on YouTube. That's how we spent like an hour of our time. Because there was this one where, like, uh, like Randy Orton did, like, an RKO, and then he stood up to taunt, and then when he taunted, he just slowly sank <laughs> below the middle of the ring and just disappeared. It was just like, what is happening right now? And there was this one where, like, the stairs just lifted up off the ground and went to the ceiling of the arena, and they just left the screen. Like, all oh, oh. the wrestling's going on over here, and the stairs over on the left side of the screen just lift up like a ghost had picked them up. Man, it was crazy. <laughs> My and it was so funny because everybody like the collective internet was like, "This game is a hot pile of garbage," and my wife couldn't have taken like a different approach. She's like, "This is the best wrestling game ever." She's like, "This has <laughs> got to be like, this is got like." She's like, "I can't believe people aren't loving this." She's like, "I think this is like to her." She was like, "This has got to be the best game." Like, look how insane this! Is. You throw somebody into the ropes and they just go like flying out into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Those glitches were the best. Yeah. I, I think another good one is when you're like, this actually just happened. I was 
playing with Drew and Jonathan in the Division 2. And we were doing like a control point. And this guy fused into a building. And it asked us to get the access key. And we couldn't get the access key because he died in the building. Ooh. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This question, this second question is probably going to be more for Danny because I think Haley and me have already answered this question. Uh, no, 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 I haven't. I asked, I asked us to answer this Look at question. Her. She's oh, you haven't? Oh, okay. Slot so, on here. Uh, we, so, a, we asked to answer this last week, and Dev's like, no, 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 we're saving it for time. So okay. I'm very excited for this next one. So from at ISU23, any thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077? Any thoughts on it? I mean, uh, sure. Cyberpunk has collectively gathered, earned, it might be the better word, have collectively earned um, the mind share and the like just kind of goodwill of video gamers with The Witcher. All the fan service that went into its release, its support, its DLC, and its Switch port. And uh, I think a lot, a lot of people are ready to just support them and, and show them kind of, you know, all of the, the, the love and adoration that they can. And I'm sure, like The Witcher, that they're going to deliver another expertly crafted video game. I think Cyberpunk looks awesome, right? Like everything they've shown, it's much more thematically my type of game. I played The Witcher. I got off the the i always call it the plateau i don't know what it is in the witcher but like there's like that little area that kind of like teaches you how to play the game do the tutorial like you wow, go around that's, you, you, yeah that's like white orchard yeah 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 like yeah. that the opening area I, I played through that um it was a great game but it's like not not i don't want to say not my type of game because it's definitely my type of game but i'm just not into the witcher like mm -hmm. like i'm just not really into like that fantasy like the world they were creating i was like yeah i don't really care um, but whereas cyberpunk, if it's like that type of game, but with this type of aesthetic and this type of storylines, this is much more, I think, uh, I'm much more intrigued and into it. So yeah, I mean, I've already pre-ordered it. I'm thinking about canceling my pre-order. I bought it for X. Thinking about playing it on my PC. Not sure. Um, if I do, I might have to upgrade a monitor. So I'm still kind of in between here. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do yet, but, um, definitely have it pre-ordered and I can't wait to play it like everybody else. Um, I I still think it's, I mean, I definitely think it's coming to next gen and I wouldn't be surprised if it was delayed to next gen. Um, I don't know. I know they keep saying that it's not and all that, but I mean, I, I think those are things that devs just kind of have to say when they're kind of put in a bind. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense for them to delay it and release it on better hardware. So. So what's your thoughts, Haley? Uh, Donnie, Donnie said some of it, but like, yeah, uh, I loved the Witcher three. Uh, I beat it. I got the best ending for the Witcher three. Um, and I, I loved everything about it. The way they had like 16 pieces of free DLC and then paid expansions. The way that like, like, so after I beat The Witcher, I started getting into the books. And I've got the first like book book. I skipped the short stories, but now I'm thinking I should go back and read them. Um, and obviously they just released the Netflix Witcher show. But like, like CD Projekt Red has earned the mind show they're gathering. But Cyberpunk has a different place in my heart as someone who happens to be trans, especially like, and this is a, a good talking point too, because everyone's like, oh, they're, they're like, they're, they're making fun of trans people, but they're not like that image that goes around of the vending machine where like the, it's like mix it up. And the woman's like wearing like a, a bodysuit. It looks like there's an erect thing in the pants uh that's why i love this podcast 
Oh, wait till you see question number three. <laughs> hey, 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 to be fair, everybody asks us about Big RV. Here's your face. Okay. Talk about your explicitness. <laughs> you couldn't use another word? That was the word you had to go with? <laughs> I don't know. How else am I, I mean, supposed to I mean, have you ever seen Austin Powers? They say it like 80,000 different ways. There's a whole scene dedicated to it. Actually, I haven't. I haven't oh, seen great Austin movie. Powers. Then there you go. You should have. Um, But no, like, like... This is a world where trans people are exist, and it's not a big deal because you can change anything about your body in the in in, in the instant. Like in the gameplay trailer they released, like the forty eight minute one, you get an implant in your hand and your eyeball in like three seconds flat. Like nobody's gonna care about trans people in that world. Like, and it's it's weird to like talk about myself as if like I don't exist in the now, but like it's it's a world that would be nice if we kind of had something similar to that, where, like, it didn't matter. Like, I was just me. Um, but I'm very excited to play this, because, like Donnie, I like the fantasy stuff, but the futuristic-type stuff is more my thing. Like, I love Fallout. I loved The Outer Worlds. Um, Control's not really the same, but, like, it's got that kind of, like, sci-fi-ist yeah, yeah. Uh, vibe to it. I and love... that's where I'm coming from, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more like that, because I'm not into... I'm typically, something yeah. I never do, I'm typically not into sci-fi stuff, but this isn't more sci-fi, it's more just futuristic. Yes. And it's grungy, and it's like a different world, and it's dystopian, and that type of stuff I usually mm-hmm. I can get into. I like that stuff. Yeah. And also, like, this isn't, like, remotely related to Cyberpunk, but it, it's, it's for this topic. Uh, if you haven't watched Altered Carbon on Netflix, that's a good holdover. Ooh, it's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, I loved the first season. I'm sad Joel Kinnaman won't be in it, but like I've read the books, so like I know why he won't be in it. Um, but Anthony Mackie is taking over for season two, and that's pretty that's, awesome. That's going to be pretty cool to see, and it comes out actually on Thursday, I think. But yes, that's four days from now. I am bad at math. Um. I think everybody knew that, though. No, I'm just... I'm very excited to explore this world. Like, that 48-minute gameplay demo we got just had me excited. Now, I have it pre-ordered, and obviously I plan to have the PS5 for launch, and I've got my Alienware. Uh, So if they delay it to next-gen, I'll be there. But even if they don't, it doesn't really matter, because like they've said, like, backwards compatibility is going to be a thing, so you can play it again or keep playing it on the new hardware. I don't really know. Like, I'm excited to play it wherever. Like, I've had this game pre-ordered for months now. And I'm very excited. Obviously, the delay sucked. But, no, I just, I can't wait for this game. Like, it every now and then when I go to download a game for my PlayStation library, it's like, hey, 200 and some odd days till, till release. It's like, why isn't it here now? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think it's a cool game. I'm interested in it. I think you guys basically hit on the head, so I don't have to say anything else about it. <laughs> so i think donnie articulated his points about it much better but like when it comes to to games that i'm excited for it's hard to to talk objectively like i that's something i gotta work on and i know so so at mike fowler 93 asked specifically asked donnie think ratchet <laughs> piece human style of war red rocket <laughs> <clears throat> wow but he's just joking that's his joke question his real question is What's Donnie's top five PlayStation games? Doesn't have to be current all time, but just pl- and just PlayStation. It only has to be just PlayStation, but your top five PlayStation games. Wow. 
You could have gave me a little warning and I could have brought... Hmm. Top five. Top one. The Last of Us. Okay. Um, I think the, everybody can agree. That's the correct yes, answer. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Last of Us is my favorite PlayStation game. <clears throat> Man, I hate having dead air on a podcast. So I really wish I would have... You give me five minutes, I could have scratched something together. I mean, I can give um, you mine right now if you want. Instead of giving you my top five, I'll just rattle off some of my favorites. Okay. Um, definitely love Uncharted 4. I really do. Okay. I think it was a really great ending to that arc and that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, from where it began. Like, I like Uncharted. It's a good game. Um, the first two, I, definitely, like, the first one didn't like as much as, like, the other ones. The second one, I, I was like, I know a lot of people love, too. It's some, some people, it's their favorite. And in my, I've always said my favorites actually just go in order. I think they always got better. So one is my least favorite and four is my favorite. So I, one, two, three, four, I, I like them uh, in reverse order. Did so you, uh, did you like Lost Legacy as much or? No, that one actually, no, they actually, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get into that one here as much because of uh, the character development. I wanted more like from that side story. I really did think having those two uh, ladies leading the role, like I wanted to get all kinds of like backstory. Um, I thought it'd be a really cool way of like filling in like what's kind of implied, mm-hmm. maybe getting some detail and like expanding on the lore, you know, like the past relationships and like what happened and all that. And they didn't really give us any of that. It was so focused on their their mission, and I was like, I really don't care about their mission. Like I'm I'm more invested into this uncharted universe. Like where where's all of that at? That's what I wanted from that game. Um, but it was a fine game. That's yeah. that's just me. One that's you know that's my own personal things. Um, I really love Infamous. Yes. Like the, the franchise. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, PlayStation franchises. Absolutely. Like maybe like top two. Um, like I would have bought a PlayStation 5 day one if it was the only place to play The Last of Us 2. I would have hated it. And I would have been, I would have been angry and I would have done a whole podcast about it. But I still would have <laughs> bought it. Like I absolutely would have bought it. The only other game that can get me there is if they did some sort of like infamous remastered thing. Why haven't if, they done it yet? Like it's money. Yeah. It's printed money. Give if me- I saw a brand new remastered, reimagined, like infamous one and two game, I would absolutely have to play it. Like there's no way around it. I would I I would have to. That, that's like a killer app for me. I gotta go get it. I gotta go play that game. Yeah. I think that's uh, coming. So by something the way. like I, you do? I definitely think that's coming, yeah. Well then, then I'm gonna have to like start whipping out credit cards and buying multiple consoles because I can't I can't not not play that game. Like that's one of those games I, I've got to be on the podcast. So I got to talk to Haley about the new yeah. Infamous. Yes, I thing. love Infamous uh, as we've known because I had to argue that Cole is not dead. Um, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> um, please please play the good route of Infamous too. That's all I have to say. Please play I the good played- route. I always played the bad route. Jesus took That's Cole one out. Of the things I oh, love. I mean, I mean, I have the one of the reasons then, why so I, I love I, that game. Yeah, I pl- I played the I played the bad route too. I have the plot. I, I had to. I think it's a big reason why I like Fable. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. playing up the heel man and just be like a just a complete a hole out there. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's see, such a different see, way I go, of playing I a video to, game. I go to play the bad person. Like a good example is I know you don't like Fallout, but like Fallout Three, like. It's like, oh, we're going to be morally complex, but your first decision you get to make in this game is, hey, are you going to nuke a town? That's, that's your, first, that's your yeah. first decision you make in Fallout 3. And it's like, I go to do it, and I'm just like, yeah, but this makes me feel bad. Well, I mean, and that's the point, right? Yeah. Is to see how far you can go 
down that path because the entire time they're going to try to turn you the other way. Mm-hmm. I and do they're gonna like try to make you play the other way. Mm-hmm. I do like spoilers from Infamous One. Slight spoilers. Um, I'm not obviously going to store store uh, spoil the story. Um, I do like that when you encounter the race sphere again in Infamous One. They give you a choice, but if you make the wrong one, it's permanent. You cannot. Like, uh, the first time I played Infinite, Infamous 1, I accidentally activated the race sphere again. Mm-hmm. And so I had been good aligned the entire game, and it just flips your alignment. Like, you're done. There's, there's, no, there's no way to, to go back from that. You get the bad ending. Like, it... It was jarring, but it's such a good way to, like, twist you around. Like, if you make that choice again, you willingly made the choice to to do that. I'm just taking a scroll through here to get some, some better ideas to make sure I'm not looking over anything. You know, um, those are, like, the killer apps for me that mm-hmm. I really, really liked. Like, there are other games that I think I love. What about the, got- what about the Spider-Man game? So I really like Spider-Man, and uh, I gave it my Game of the Year nod. In re- in 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 retrospective, I should not have. I-, I gave it my Game of the Year nod because I think I think it was the best game, right? Like that's that that that's the reason why I put it number one is I think it's the best game, like from story, like gameplay, world building. I thought it did the best job. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, my favorite game from that year was Far Cry Five, and I didn't give it the edge because of kind of like the the conversation around Far Cry Five. You know, like something Devin, uh, to, to pay him a compliment here, I've learned from Devin, uh, or have been conditioned from Devin over the years of podcasting with him, that uh, to, to, to be more in tune with what's my favorite thing versus like putting on yeah. a podcast, video game, or hat and, and arguing about and, what is objectively the best. Yeah. And, and really, yeah. Far Cry 5 was your favorite game from that year, man? We got God of War that year. And yeah, I, I really love Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5 is the more I've, and it's crazy because like the further I've gotten away from it, the more I think it, it's like one of my favorite games of this generation. It's really good. Like, like of the last 10 years. It's like really, it's really up good. There. So I, I love that game. So I have to put this out here now. I'm just going to go with Dev here on this. Bets on Donnie not liking Far Cry 6. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe so. Um, so, I mean, and to get back a point, I, I really like Spider-Man. I think it did a great mm-hmm. job of what it did, and I think the follow-up would be even better. Oh, the, yes. I think, the, I think there were, like, some rough edges with, yeah, with oh, Spider-Man yeah. that, that, I, that I brought up a few times. Um, not that they... Look, I'm not comic book fan or, or like, superhero guy. And I of all the, the characters that I learned to, to love with the Marvel thing, Spider-Man, to be quite honest with you, one of my least favorites. Really don't care about Spider-Man at all. And uh, like that game, I was really into the story and it like it kind of made me care. And that's probably like the biggest compliment that I could give it like in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think God of War is a better game, uh, or at least the, the, the new one. What a what a transit. Yeah, like, I was, what a great I was game not was. A, fair, a fan of the original three God of Wars, um, but but this new and one. And I did like I like the old ones, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like they were more, you know, they were more my style of game, hack and slash, beat them up, you know, big explosions, mm-hmm. more action oriented. They didn't tell nearly as awesome a story at all. Um, but, you know, like I love Journey and I love Resogun and um, I'm trying to think of like some old ones. Like I want to tell you I love Persona 5, but that's like I'm like a fake fan because I, I have the comic books and I've watched the anime 
and I've done all and I have all the music, but I, I can't play games like that, like a 200 hour turn based RPG dungeon crawler. Like I, I don't have that kind of thing into me. So Strikers, I'm like over the moon for. I cannot wait to play that when it comes out. Um, but, you know, with the PlayStation stuff, I, I do think I came into this generation hot on the heels of The Last of Us, which is my favorite game of all time. And I can't, I can't be more excited for The Last of Us 2. And, uh, like, I'm just going to go Zero Dark Thirty when that comes out and just play the absolute hell out of the game. Oh, I booked vacation time for The Last of Us Part Two, and literally from midnight on launch day until I cannot physically keep my eyes open, I will be streaming the pants off that game. Nice, um, you're going to stream it? I am going to stream my playthrough of The Last of Us Part Two and probably make a lot of people mad because I am the type of person that... This uh, Jonathan's been watching me play Bioshock, so to to bring this up right now, just so you're aware. Uh, and again, I apologize for the lack of streams this week. Just stuff came up, but uh, soon Twitch.tv/HaleyZero. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, I'm going. I'm the type of person that likes to comb over every area. Like I have to look through everything. Like I found most of the collectibles in The Last of Us One without a guide. So I literally nice. just was like looking through and like. For those who haven't played The Last of Us, I'm not going to spoil anything. This is just talking about collectibles. My least favorite thing they did in The Last of Us 1 was put collectibles in trees. Because you have to make the choice between a bullet that you could use on an enemy or the collectible. And I'm the trophy hunter, so I have to, I, I'm always down a bullet if I need it. Um, But yeah, so I will definitely be streaming that game from launch because I booked from May 29th to June 6th off. So, so I think that's interesting because... Yeah. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't dare want to stream that game. Um, I don't want to be paying attention to anything other than that game. <laughs> like the moment that I play that game, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even think I want my family like around or talking to me. Like I want to lock myself in a room and I want to play that game and I don't want to come out of that room. I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want, I definitely don't want to have a chat or anything going on. I don't want any of that. Cause I, 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 Look, I'm I'm not I don't stream games as much as um, you know, other folks in our, our little podcast community. One of the things that I always ask those folks when they really do stream games, um, I've had several conversations like Sean Capri, for example. I always feel like when I'm watching them play those games that they're not focused on the game. That's not just aimed directly at Sean, it's like everybody, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Like it's hard it's hard to be personality streamer and dedicate the attention that I think a game like The Last of Us requires. Now I've had some people tell me, like, no, I can do both, and hats off to them. I can't. Like, I can't, because, like, I want to know all the dialogue. If there's something, like, if they say a character or something I'm not quite in tune with, like, I want to look up the wiki and get caught mm -hmm. back up, you yeah. know, like, I want 100% immersion. I want to know everything that's happening, and I cannot be bothered while all that stuff is going on. So, to be completely honest with you, The Last of Us is going to be my test game for that, because I'm not sure I can do it either. So the, the Last of Us is going to be my test game because I know I can do it with Doom because there's not really a story to Doom. It's just kill things, go here. I know I can awesome. do that. I, I know I can do that with Doom, but I do not know if I'll be able to do it. So The Last of Us will be my test run because I played through The Last of Us 1 on stream. Like I have a full playthrough up on YouTube, um, but I'm very excited for it. Uh, as Donnie knows, um, <laughs> I think we both share the same amount of love for The Last of Us. Donnie might have a little more than me. Um, no, no, no. There's no, there's no weighing fandoms. Like you're either just, you're just a fan or not. I, I, that's a big thing. in, in, in like in, like when you're into Nintendo stuff, at times you have to like 
prove you're as into Nintendo as other people, and I hate that crap. Oh, I'm just Who referencing cares? the fact that you have all the uh, like your shelf of the last. Oh, I bought stuff. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just means uh, Duddy has I'm money. Not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. That's I'm, I'm not no, saying like that you're more of a fan than me, or I'm more of a fan than you. I'm just like I'm in awe of your shelf of the. You're one hundred percent right, yeah, Dev. Yeah, uh, Delvin. So one of the things that I, I, I tweeted at when um when the Ellie edition was first announced, one of the things that haunted me, and if you listen to PSVG for a long time, this is not new to you. I don't know what's going on with Haley's camera right now. You see that? It's like a disco over there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've mentioned this before. Uh, that that's a fly that was just hanging out on my webcam because I don't have one built like on top of the computer. It's just built in. Uh, we can't get rid of them, and we don't know why. That fly's been, been there for weeks. It is funny. Yeah, but what's what's happening to the webcam? It's all changing colors. It's like a kaleidoscope going on over here. Is it really? Because I don't. Is that see... just me, Delvin? Uh, Are you not seeing this? Yeah, I see it. I see it. It's like blue, purple, what yellow. Is, like what is what happening? Is... The fly. That's insane. The fly has infiltrated. Like, it's like she turned on the. Uh, the uncharted like cell shaded settings and stuff <laughs> over there on our webcam. Anyway, um, one of the things that I, I, I've I've brought up many many episodes, especially like with Kyle when we talked about the Last of Us on in PSVG over the years, is it haunted me for years that I did not get like the Outbreak Day edition of the Last of Us or the Pandemic edition of the Last that of Us. That statue like, goes time. for like nine hundred dollars now. I know because I bought one. <laughs> uh, it haunted me forever because. You know, it was a new IP, and I was always interested in it. Mm-hmm. But like, it takes an extra leap to be like, no, nah, I'm going to pay another, you know, extra amount of money to get a statue or a steel book or whatever it is. Right? When you get a collector's edition, you want to be a fan of something, and it's harder to be a fan of something at its first. You know, like you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when I bought The Last of Us, I did not realize when I bought The Last of Us that I was buying my favorite game of all time. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. It wasn't until after it that I was like, oh man, I need that statue. And it was gone. Like it was gone. That was and... uh that was my experience trying to get my hands on the Ellie edition all the times that it's come around. I but told I'm... you. Oh, I no, got no, no, no. it. It's no, done. No, no. I, I was about to reference the fact that I'm buying it off of you. Like that 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 I was just about to bring that up. Like that had been my experience, but uh I'm buying the i'm buying one off donnie so i don't have to worry about it now but like no like i definitely feel you because i wanted that edition as well and it's it's jarring like if you are aware of what we're talking about which i mean if you are a fan of the last of us you probably are you probably know what we're talking about uh this statue on ebay like the lowest i've seen it is 900 and someone's selling it for like two grand really yeah i didn't pay that much for mine i got a really good deal of mine but i'm gonna look it up real quick um but yeah so anyway it was gone and i had a gamestop manager that was really close to at the time and you also got to remember this is like what 2012 yes 2012 11 uh 2013 is when the game came out came out so it's 13 yeah yeah so when when 2013 i was in college i didn't have like job job like i do now like like a professional job um i was making i don't know half of what i make now I also didn't have the money for things like that, you know, and uh, there is a part of me that feels I even told my wife this, like I feel extremely blessed that now, you know, like I can buy the LA edition, you know, like I I feel very happy that I'm in that place. And it sucks when you're not like when you really want something and you just can't, you know, you don't have it. There's not enough things to trade. There's not enough money to raise, you know. Um, So I I get that. And and I hate I I don't want it to sound like my last of a spending is like a like a flex or anything like that. It's just I really love the I really love the game. 
and I just wanted all the things. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's why I was bringing it up because I love your shelf of stuff. Oh man, I got so I, I've got two Ellie editions and a collector's edition just in case. Mm-hmm. And um, I also bought the Dark Horse limited statue. I bought the Dark Horse machete statue. Oh, and uh, I th- bought. Thank you for that lithograph edition of like the tip I bought on that Amazon. Too. Yeah, well, see, I bought it from the American. I bought it from the American side because it went on sales like fifty three. So even with conversion, I'm paying like seventy bucks on it instead of a hundred and forty. It came after... down to like yeah, it came down yeah. to like fifty now. Yeah, that's what I've got it at. And it, after conversion, it'll be like seventy bucks. So I'm not even that worried about that. Oh, you're not lying. My statue has gone up. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, the post pandemic. I was going to say, I think the, the post-pandemic statue, if anybody out there has recently played Last of Us Remastered and they love it as much as I do, we do, and, and they want one of those, it's going to be over like $600 to get the statue. Yeah. Um, I actually found uh, a seller who had the, the original box and everything, and I just offered him $400. Um, I don't remember. I don't even remember what he had it for. I think it was 580 or 650 or something like that. It was, it was a low offer, mm-hmm. and he just happened to take it. And I never forget, like, I jumped into uh, a DM with Devin and Kyle. I was so excited because I had been hunting one <laughs> for years. But even me, like, even when I got to a point where I could afford it, even I wasn't going to pay, like, $1,000 for a no, statue. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous, you know? So, like, I was waiting to find one at a price that I was comfortable with. And 400 is a lot for me. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have, you know, I'm not a collector. I don't have collections. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't I have, as, I have, like, as... little... As noted by our conversation on the DLC about the fact that your Funko Pops aren't in cases. Yeah, my Funko Pops are not in boxes, you know? Like, yeah. I have, I have little, little knickknacks, little mementos, and then I have a couple, like, I don't know, like, big pieces or big mm-hmm. items. Like, I have my Chucky doll, which I was, like, super excited to get. Um, that was, like, a lifetime of love went into that purchase. And then I have, like, my, my statue of the last of us. Like, those are, like, my big thing. Now, my, my pride and joy is my book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, my book is Are like you my everything. Finally, gonna get a certain someone's autograph in it. I think so. So um, I'll tell the story. I don't know, Delvin, if I'm wrecking up, if I'm wrecking your show, no, you notes or anything here. So I have. Um, there's the Last of Us American Dreams, which is a comic book. It's a series of comic books mm-hmm. um, that came out. They released a special edition hardbound cover of this book at like some fan expo or something that yep. they were at. And it's a limited release, uh, and it's a it's it's like it's not big. It's basically the size of a comic book. It just has a hardbound cover. It's a special cover, and uh, it's a special release. And I I don't know, even know the. I want to say I think it was limited to like a thousand. Yep. I think there's like only a thousand of these out there. Sounds about right. The book itself, by itself, the book's like four hundred dollars. It's just a little comic book with a hardbound cover. You know, it's not even like as thick as like a big collector. Like a big guide or an art or like book a for a game. Like a compendium or whatnot. Like I've got. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's like it's uh, not that on. big. It's it's. I wish I had it to show it to you. It's kind of small. Like when you tell people, it's like that's four hundred dollars. People are like Jesus. Mm. <laughs> like it doesn't look like it. You know. Um, I bought it from the dealer, who was there, and um, like it it's was... it's not even like this. Like I have for those. Oh yeah, you can't it's, see it's or half that. It's like it's half, half the Delvin. size, Delvin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've it, seen it Like before. I for those. Yeah, for those who aren't um. Obviously, you can't see our webcams. I'm holding up, like, the Brady Games, like, dusty copy of, like, The Last of Us Remastered, like, strategy guide. Um, it's, like, half that size. Yeah. So, um, I bought it from a, an authorized dealer. 
who was at the event who bought five of them and had them all signed by Neil Druckmann. So I bought it off of him, came with picture, with a certificate and everything, and then I had it signed by Nolan North and Troy Baker when I interviewed them. And you know what? A little touching story. Troy Baker was so cool about that item. Like when he grabbed it from me, you know, because everybody's bringing them box sets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he's like, I've only signed one of these before. He's like, this is really cool. He was like, where did you get this? And I told him like the whole story about it. He was like, this is, and he, he just, you know, it was a little special to me because he just took a moment, you know, like they're signing stuff and it's all like quick, 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 you know, get out of the way, get out of the way, make more money. You know, he just took a minute and he was like, this is really neat. And he started flipping some pages and he started looking through it and you could tell like it, it's something. And um, so I got those two signed on it. And then um, for the last couple of years, I have been uh, stalking one Ashley Johnson. Like she would be, she would finish it, right? Here's the thing with Ashley though. She doesn't go out much. Like she's on the blind side or something. Blind like spot. what's a yeah, she's blind on spot. Blind spot. But that she's like, that's actually done now. So you don't really have to worry about that anymore. Okay. So she, she was on like this big NBC mm-hmm. show and for a year she didn't do a convention. And I think it was four years went by. She did one convention, like one public signing a period. And basically like if you, check on YouTube or you ask people on Twitter and stuff. The only way that you could get her autograph was basically to go see, like go stand outside the studio in New York city and catch her as she like got to her car. <laughs> it is the only way you were getting her autograph. And so I wanted her autograph forever. Last year, I actually almost went to Cal- or Colorado for it. She did a one day announcement, like just right on the cusp of the event. Like the event was Sunday, like Friday. She was like, I'm going to Colorado. And I, and I got the alert on my Twitter and I was like, oh my God, I've got to go to Colorado. Like I was going, I bought, I was going to, I bought a ticket and everything. <laughs> I was heading to Colorado for one day to get her to sign this book and she canceled. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dang, well, you know, like you can't do that. Um, anyway, speeding up the story a bit. Um, she just recently confirmed a slew of autograph signings at C2E2 in Chicago. And um, she'll be out there with the Critical Role team, which they, you know, like they're doing a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. And uh, she's got, I think, five different sessions. And uh, Delvin, I, I wrapped my book in styrofoam, taped it shut. I put that in a tablet armor protector that I bought specifically to put the book in. It's exact measurements. I wrapped that. I put it, I put the tablet holder back in the box that it came in. And then I put that in a box of styrofoam <laughs> and I mailed, and I mailed that to Chalfie. Yeah. And uh, I told Chalfie, I was like, man, it's my pride and joy because Chalfie just happens to be going to this show. Yeah. Like what a crazy, awesome opportunity that PSVG has afforded me that I, I just hit our patrons and I was like, Hey, who's in Chicago? Like I was offering to buy tickets. I was like, I, I can't go. We have an activation that day. Um, it's for the Olympic trials, like runners. I can't mm-hmm. leave. Like my boss would kill me. He'd fire me. Like, I can't leave. Otherwise, I would. I would have been in Chicago myself. I would have left. Um, <laughs> and we actually had two folks that were like, I'm here, or I'm going, and I'd be happy to do it for you. So I, I'm sending him my book. He's going to go there in hand. Um, hopefully, she signs it, and hopefully, she gets us a plug. I'm very excited about the plug that I wrote. I think it's really, really cool if we can get it, and the audio quality can be good. And I told Shelfie, I'll pay for your ticket for the day. Like, whatever. The, the, the shipping, everything, just take care of it, right? Like, you can't, 
don't bend it don't spill anything on it for the love of god don't lose it like i don't even know what i would do <laughs> i'd be so upset yeah i, I wouldn't blame you um but it yeah because it's it's like the thing that i've had forever but um the idea of having that book you know signed by like the big you know key parts um of its like of its creation would mean a lot to me and uh yeah so it's gonna go up there on the shelf with everything else and i'm just uh Real excited, man. I'm not sure if you guys can hear my voice. I'm real excited to play The Last of Us 2. I've been waiting on this game like this entire generation. At this oh. point, and I don't mean to throw fanboy stuff out there, but at this point, it's the only reason I have a PlayStation 4. You know, um, talk about some of my favorite, you know, franchises. Like my favorite franchises are like Infamous and The Last of Us, and not as much as Uncharted. Uh, you know, and like the new stuff that they've been doing. Like, I really liked the like Killzone. Mm-hmm. I, I like Killzone. I played Killzone 3. Um, Killzone Shadowfall, which I thought was great. Rezogun. What about, uh, love those games. What about Journey. Horizon Zero Dawn. So I really like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like I really like Horizon Zero Dawn. We went around and around PSVG when it renounced with Breath of the Wild, and you basically had to pick a camp to be in. Now, for what it's worth, Breath of the Wild is my second favorite game of all time. So it's like the last of us of Breath of the Wild. So I'm not going to tell you that I like it more than Breath of the Wild. That no, wouldn't I wouldn't expect you to. But I don't like. Uh, I really hate that those games are have become so synonymous with each other. And I and I and I played a part in it. Like I took a part in that whole argument because that was just what video game podcasts were doing at the time that those released Mm -hmm. these two great, amazing games. And apparently, you know, as we all do, like as, as we all do, as is common in video games, people just can't love them both. You got to pick one or the other. Like we, like nobody's opinion can just be like, I love both these games. Um, I really like horizon. I don't, I don't love horizon. I think Horizon does some stuff like really great. And then I think in a lot of other areas, Horizon's just kind of same old would sound like it's a bad thing, but it's just kind of like standard. Like it mm-hmm. does stuff that other games do, but the combat in that game is better than other combat games. Like that that was the part that I really latched onto. The one improvement I hope they make for Horizon 2, because we obviously know that's coming, like Oh yeah. Like even like Janina Gavankar who played I think the lead in Star Wars Battlefront 2's campaign. I'm not That is correct. 100%. Okay. As I say that okay, sounds yeah, right. Yeah. Um she like, oh man, the things I know tweeted out like uh like 6 months back and then like one of the devs at Horizon like quote tweeted it with like eyes emoji and that oh. was it. And That's like good. like <laughs> it was like, all right, well obviously like she knows things, so either she's like involved with the development or she just happens to be friends so like so the one thing i hope they improve though is the climbing because that's that's one of the things that like breath of the wild does really well is the climbing like it's but it, it's stamina based but you can climb you can climb a lot of things but yeah. i don't know if climbing like i'm not sure if the climbing itself is good um some of the things that i thought stopped it from me like loving the game i wasn't as as as, as enamored with or as a um, with the story as so many other like a lot of the horizon folks you know they really latched on to aloy oh i love it you know it's one of their favorite characters of you know of all time i wasn't there i never got there and to be honest with you i don't think i ever was invested and in truly into the story that it was telling until the end like the cliffhanger in the end made me want more of that game oh yes than the game itself ever did like i was like now i'm ready so and I think I said this um, when we talked about it, but I, I think I'm more excited for the sequel than I ever was the original. The sequel is one game, like, if they showed us Horizon 2 and it looked as amazing and it reviewed as amazing as I hoped it would, that would be a game that I would go, all right, time to buy it on PS5 early. 
because that's that's one game that I really want to play. So when I say I liked, like I love it, like I do. I think it's a really really great game. Um, but the big thing about the thing that I always say about it, and this is why I hate when you compare it to Breath of the Wild because I just they're just very very different games. Horizon's like a linear open world game. You know, like there's there's basically like you have some freedom, but there's basically like a kind of a path you have to follow. Mm-hmm. But there's not really a whole lot out there in that world. You know, like you have you have enemies that respawn, you know, like so you can go out there and just kill enemies over and over again, but they'll just keep respawning. And uh, you've got like a couple, you know, like towers, kind of like Assassin's Creedish that you can go out there and kind of take mm. on. I do like that but, the towers move though. But it's not like an open world in the sense that like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is an open world, oh, right? I love you know, or like a, or a Grand Theft Auto or any, mm-hmm. like when you compare it to other open world games like it, like third part, third person adventure, open world games, even, even like Far Cry, which is first person, but like even Far Cry five, there's a lot more world building going on. There's a lot more side stories and side characters and side missions and things that don't have nothing to do with the main quest, you know, like just like this world that you can kind of live in, if you will. I think that's an area, like an absolute area of improvement that Horizon can easily tack on. And I think that'll put that game at a whole other level. I think that'll take this, this game that has like a really good story, really good combat, and, and like a good little campaign. And it'll put it on a whole other level in terms of this is a major franchise that everybody has to pay attention to. You know, because once it gets there, it'll just blow everybody away. I just, one thing about Horizon that really gets me, and this is not a spoiler because honestly, I know that everyone goes with the whole, hey, like, two weeks and you're good to spoil games, but, like, Horizon's still new enough that I don't want to spoil it. I spoil stuff all the time. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. I'm King Spoiler over here. I spoil things left and right. With King Spoiler here, you had your warning. Um, I do love that, like, after you find out what the purpose of Zero Dawn was, you get to a point where, like, the mountain in the back with, like, the giant, like, dead machine, like, caved in and around. I wanted to explore that, but you don't really get to, like, explore that whole thing. Because it's just, like, in the background there. You can't, like, climb on it or anything mm. like that. That would have been so cool. Definitely. For anyone who's played it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, like, for those who don't, you don't. Right. Yeah, so, I don't even know where we where we were left well, off that. We, we, we were <laughs> answering, like, what, what, we, what your top five were. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were answering top five, but we have some more questions, but we will answer those questions next week because we've been going for a while now. But so let's get into some of the news for the week. Uh, I brought to the table the fact that EA canceled a Star Wars Battlefront spinoff last year. Um, As I've made clear several times, I've only recently got into star wars like star wars jedi fallen order is what got me into star wars um and the fact that ea has canceled a third star wars game is a little concerning um obviously like jedi fallen order did well and it did better than ea expected which totally disproves their whole single player games are dead uh to survive we need games like battlefront um now, that's not to say you don't need games like Battlefront, because obviously, like, they've got their moneymaker and Apex, and they had some success with Titanfall, but the thing that always kills me about Titanfall is the first one was Xbox exclusive, and it was online only, and I loved it. It was great. Um, but then I never got to play Titanfall 2, and obviously it came out on PS Plus a few months back, and 
I had just haven't had the time to play it yet. Um, but I love Apex, and Apex is fun, and it's good, and it makes them money. But you've had the Star Wars license on a ten years deal, and you've made three games. Uh sorry, four. They have that mobile game, don't they? Yeah. Okay, so you've made four games, two of which were critically panned. Now, of course, Battlefront Two has improved. Um, I know from people who play it all the time, like I follow the development team on Twitter. I want to give it a shot. I have EA access, so like I'm able to jump in anytime and play it. I want to give it a shot. But out of ten years, you had like five of them in development. Like you had thirteen thirteen. Uh, you had the Amy Hennig game, uh, the Visceral, like, you've canceled three games. Like, you canceled Amy Hennig's game, you canceled 1313, and whatever Visceral was working on, you canceled that, too. Like, this is jarring. You've got, what, three years left in your contract for Star Wars of exclusivity? How are you, like... Obviously, at this point, I'm thinking Jedi Fallen Order 2 is probably, like, a go. But other than that, how are you going to make that license matter? How are you going to get Disney to either re-up it or allow you to continue using it at all, but just non-exclusively? Like, how are you going to go from here? Because, like like I've said, I loved Jedi Fallen Order. It was great. I got that platinum. And that's not even, like, related to the fact that I just loved the story. Um... And I didn't even come to the game for the story originally. I came to the game because Cameron Monaghan was your main character. Joker. And I loved him on Gotham as Jeremiah. There was a strategic reason they could not use Joker on Gotham. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> he, was, he was, for all intents and purposes, the Joker, Joker. But they just could not use yeah. the name Joker. It's like with the Deadpool movies when, like, oh, it's a big house, but I only ever see two of you. And it's like, yeah, that's called money. Yeah. So, <laughs> let me ask you this, Danny. You ever played uh, Battlefront games? Yeah, a little bit. I I didn't, you know, multiplayer shooter type stuff. I didn't I didn't get into those as much. I didn't like the shooting as much. I've I you know I think I've said this a few times. I never like, I've never liked the EA shooters ever. I just never have, and I don't have any good reason. The only reason I can tell you is I grew up playing Call of Duty, and it feels way different to try and play like Battlefield. Like it's just not. I don't know. It feels wrong. Like, when I'm playing the game, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Aiming doesn't feel right. Like, it doesn't feel like I expect it to feel. So I, I lose almost, like, immediate interest. I get that. Because it, it it feels like those games... It's different. They change it to be different, not yeah, to be helpful. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to set themselves apart, which I appreciate. And I love the folks that love it, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I play Call of Duty for, you know, 10 years straight without playing anything. And I tried to jump into one of the battlefields, and then I tried to jump into Battlefront. And it's a like a beautiful game, like those those little Ewok jungle levels and stuff are really cool. But yeah, the, the, just the way they feel and stuff, I just never really get into. Yeah, I, I've played the, I played the Battlefront series a lot. I like it a lot. Surprisingly, people don't think I play it, but I played it a lot. I like them, but I get people's complaints about them in terms of how. Well, in this generation, brought this up uh, at E three, and typically when we watch these things. You want to talk about like a crazy, like really acute thing that bothers me is I can't stand the way like EA games like model people or like demo in general. No, like the, <laughs> the model EA games. Yeah. Like the face models 
really bother me like every ea game like since they've gone to frostbite like their new engine frostbite yeah like the people i don't know man it's like their faces and stuff it just it's this weird mannequin type of look know. thing i, I thought and I i'm thought like cal, oh i thought cal looked okay but they used like actual mocap for his face some of them look really good and some of them look really bad i thought cal looked okay i thought, I thought the the sarah or however you pronounce her name she looked like plastic yeah, and it's that plasticky like look that doesn't look real, you know. Yeah. And then like, but they're trying to, and it's fine because a lot of games I don't, a lot of games I don't play that to you know to not look real, mm-hmm. you know. If they wanted to go like character based or something, I think that's one of the reasons why I like Anthem. There's just very little like, in, you know, like that was the least part of my f- least favorite thing about Anthem was going to talk and looking at all those people in their faces. Like once I got in my mech and got outside, like I was like, okay, I'm okay with this. But yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing that doesn't matter about the game at all but it's always bothered me like there's always a little part of it that bothers me man i'm like i can't do this (laughs) yeah so let me ask this since we're talking about the battlefront thing do you think they will keep the license do you think you will i I do i think they'll be able to use the license i'm not sure it'll be exclusive and they're gonna keep it yeah, unless 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 one of the major players makes a big money move, but I don't know if any of the major players are are, are really you know like EA is going to make a, you know they're going to they're going to pay whatever it takes to mm-hmm. keep that. I, honestly, I think. honestly, at this point, I think it could also be that Disney may not want to take that money just based on the comments they made earlier this week about having like being open for developers to approach them to use their characters, which is very sure. not like a Disney move, right? Like they've typically been like, hey, these are our characters. You can't use them. Um, I mean, really? Have they? There's a lot of Disney characters in a lot of video games. Well, lately they've been a lot lax with that in terms of video that's, games. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. But even over like the last ten years, like they're, it's been attainable. You know, it's not like they're just never out there. They're like there's like some hard to get exclusives. Like they're out there. Yeah. You know. They're okay. Like, just remember that Disney now owns like The Simpsons, right? So like, if we want like. This keeps being brought up that people want like a hit and run remaster, but like that's a attainable thing now because Disney is like, yeah, if you want to use our characters, just yeah, come to. But us. is it because they're not telling you like how much it's going to cost yeah. you to use their characters? Yeah. They're just saying like, hey, if you'd like to use our characters, we want to hear from you. I'm sure you do, Disney. Yeah, I'm sure you want to hear from anybody that wants to make you lots of money. You know. Yeah, because it's still kind of weird to me that Kylo Ren and Rey's in Fortnite. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like Deadpool is the he's mm-hmm. the battle pass secret skin this season. Yeah. Like he, he's literally like you literally get to explore Wade's room in Fortnite, which is just weird. And I just don't know what other what other big conglomerate type core has the money and the studio to pull it off better than EA. I know everybody hates EA. I get it. But EA has tons of studios that yeah. have already been built to do this and like if jedi fallen order just proved anything they've just proven that they know how to do it it's not like it's just been a complete train wreck like when they walk back into this deal they'll be like look we made some mistakes but we just did this and it was good so let's do that again and let's keep the battlefront thing going like i don't know business wise unless the numbers are just astronomical or something i don't know who it makes more sense to like is microsoft gonna suddenly throw a bunch of money to have star wars and even if they did like who's gonna make it yeah you know like and the same thing yeah. rings true for playstation and anything else like like unless it's activision that's like, just what i was gonna like, say it's gotta yeah it would have to be something like that and even then like let's say that's true they were interested are they willing to out like outbid ea probably not 
Because I think EA is like, we gotta keep this. EA makes like, gangbusters just on FIFA well, Ultimate Team alone. So but they a- have, they've built the studio to just do it. That's yeah. what they do. <laughs> you know, they, like, they could make a new IP. They could. But, like, does EA want them to do that? I don't think so. No. Yeah. All right, I then. don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to see, for sure. Um, I think, going along with, like, the Fortnite, the Disney thing, right? It's it's weird to see Deadpool in a battle pass with characters like Meowsels, which is a cat on the body of a strong-armed man. Like Yeah, my he, son just got the banana guy. Yeah. The dude is a banana. And, and but that's Fortnite. But he's, yeah, but he's wearing a tuxedo, right? And that's perfect. Yeah. That's Fortnite. Deadpool totally fits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can also play as Batman and Catwoman and... Yeah. 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 That's Fortnite. Fun game. All right, um... For my story, it's a story that been been rumored for a long time, but this patent just points to it that PSVR is getting an upgrade. It's a pretty interesting upgrade where the controller essentially is going to be worn on your hand. It's going to be sensor unit, so you can kind of use your fingers. So I know Donnie plays VR games a lot. So what do you think about the whole concept of basically VR gloves? Okay, is it, it? I was just about to ask. Is it a glove? Like, do you put it on? Yes. Like, as a glove? That's what the system is going to oh, be. Oh, that's, that's really, really cool. Um, I think the tech is there. Having played my Oculus Quest, um, it has hand tracking. You can play certain games without even using a controller. And it's all done from the camera on the headset. That's pretty cool. So I think, uh, and they're, they, they keep experimenting with it. They keep getting, like, they keep adding more support. It's like it's totally in beta now. But it's nuts because you're not holding anything in your hand and I can like lift my hand in front of my face and I can make a fist and I can like point and I can touch buttons and like it works like it just works, you know, so they've already cracked like the tech side of it. So actually, if you gave, you know, your hand some sort of wearable thing, it's basically like mocap, yes. you know, it's tracking you in real time. So, I mean, that makes sense. I, I, I think that's OK. I'd be very interested to see. I think it would still need to be. That still needs to be an alternative and not like the way, I think, unless they've got something that like we're not even ready yet. You know, yeah. like we're not ready to experience yet. Like if they've really, truly done something special. But I think at the end of the day, video games still need buttons. I think so. Like, that's the way that you, you know, that's the way that you work and in, in, in integrate with a video game. So I would think that you would still need a button of some sort. Maybe it can be on the glove. Um, I don't think it can be 100% motion tracking, but I think motion tracking is getting there to where you can feasibly play that way. Um, I'd be interested. I mean, I have to think what I'm expecting from the next PSVR unit is just a quest. Like it just has to be a quest alternative and maybe, and that's hard to say because quest is still expensive. Um, so I don't know how PlayStation gets, you know, to a, to a range that I think people would be okay with, but let's say they launch PS5 and they get it out of the gate for a year and it's selling really well. Maybe diehard PlayStation fans would be open to buying a $300 VR? PSVR too. Yeah, I I just feel like three hundred is a lot, and I I don't I don't I can't imagine that you can do it for less than three hundred. That's the other part of it. I think we're a few years away from where something like a quest is attainable for less than three hundred dollars. Like that's asking a lot. But maybe you know, like with PSVR, like PSVR isn't you know the Rift. Maybe they can scale enough of it back to get it under, you know, that mark because. I think that's the power of PSVR is that it's it's affordable. Yes, it's attainable for most people. 
And that's where like the quest and the riff kind of exist a little further beyond that. So yeah, uh, as long as it's wireless, like going wireless with VR is a game changer. It's completely a game changer. Even one wire changes everything in how you play those games. Yeah. I, the freedom that you have to play. I super hope it's wireless. And when I saw, first saw the glove thing, the first thing I thought about immediately was Iron Man VR. Ooh, that'd be good, yeah. How cool it would be just wearing those gloves and using them like gauntlets. Because the way they describe it, the flight in that game, it just seems like it would be perfect for like that. That game had, I bought a whole PlayStation VR just for that game. And then like it, it kind of got delayed and then I kind of got interested in Oculus. So I'm real happy that Josh and Kyle will get to experience and I'll have to live somewhat vicariously through them. I hope it makes its way over. That is like the one game that oh, I was right. really looking that's forward a, to that's playing. That's exclusive right now, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it makes its way over. I, I think it's hard to have uh, like a platform exclusive VR game right now. Like, unless it's just 100% first party. Because, like, even though, like, the bases are starting to get there, I don't think any one base, you know, is worth exclusivity. Like, you're not going to make so much on PlayStation that, you know, I think it outweighs you putting it on Oculus or putting it on Steam, you know, getting it to some more players. So I'm hoping it's time to exclusive. I'm hoping, like, a year from now, after PS5 launches or something, Iron Man comes to Oculus or Steam or something else. That definitely would be cool. I say the same thing about Vader Immortal. I'm still waiting. <laughs> oh, that game is fun, man. Oh, my. That game is real fun. It's real good. Um, like, it's crazy. That's the VR game that, like, when VR started and became all trendy a couple years ago, that's the VR game that people needed at that time. And I don't think people realize just, like, how cool it is to really, to really feel like you're holding a lightsaber. Not like the Kinect and not like the Wii. Like, one-to-one, go Rex fools, you are a Jedi. That's that never gets old. That is super fun. Man, I I am greatly considering buying Oculus just to play that game. Have you seen it's... the video of the girl playing Beat Saber with the staff? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Is that the um the Otter Girl? Isn't that what it is? It's like I'm not sure. I've never seen it with audio on. I've just... I watch all of her videos. It I've was a just big reason. Seen it with like her twirling the stick around through the yeah. cubes and everything like that. Yeah, that was a big reason why I got Oculus. Um, I I love Beat Saber. Beat Saber is amazing. It's a great game. If you love like Rock Band and stuff like that, I mean, it is a killer app. My family Man, and I, I miss. Rock we just Band. crushed that game. Oh, I mean, it's still going. Go get it. Like I got it. We still play it. It's yeah, still rocking I don't along. have anything to play it on though. I screwed up. PlayStation Four. I bought Guitar there's, Hero. There's a, there's a rock band on PlayStation 4? Oh, my Lord. Rock Band 4 came out yes, years ago. It was one it of is. my first reviews. You can play Rock Band 4. You can buy... A, it's going to be hard now, but if you buy a guitar, I don't know what it's going to cost because they stopped making them. Yeah. Pro- it, might be, it might be like $70, $100. I'm not sure. Oh, that's but not if you buy it for me. I'm not good at the it guitar. Is, I was good at the drums. But if you buy it, right, you can log into your old ID and pull any purchases that you made in the past forward. And they have a library of like 5,000 songs now. They basically created like rock band iTunes. They add like 10 tracks every week and you can log in and buy them all. And like I've, it's crazy because when it came out, I was like, I love Guitar Hero Live because they were doing the opposite approach. No microtransaction. Everything was like streaming. So you'd buy like a, you'd buy like a day pass, which you could also earn. It was actually kind of ahead of its time. It was almost like a battle pass type thing. That's exactly what it was. It was like a little early. I had that. That's the one I chose. Yeah, to get. I had Guitar Hero Live. I know that. And it was cool with Guitar Hero Live because everything was like all these music videos and stuff. So it was almost like watching MTV but playing along with it. 
which I really loved, you yeah. know, as a kind and of then, a kid of the nineties. Then it died. So yeah. we moved back to rock band. And here's the thing, man. Um, as much as I'm like so anti like getting microtransaction, I've probably dropped two hundred dollars plus in rock band four over the years. Cause it's not like I sit there and drop fifty dollars. But what it is is like every time me and my daughter play, I'll buy a new song or two. You know, it's like a dollar. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's like a dollar this week and a dollar next week and a dollar four weeks later and six bucks on her birthday and ten dollars on Christmas and you just keep doing it year over year and I'm like I look back at like I'll scroll through I'll scroll through all the songs I bought and it'll be like page two page three page I was like how much money is this <laughs> like what have I done <laughs> it hey, just grows hey, on you you're having fun and that's what matters yeah. That's one game that I'd be really interested in hearing if, um, like, forward compatibility, right? We keep talking about how these next-gen consoles are going to be completely background, like backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. Like, a game like Rock Band 4, like, can it continue to live on into the next-gen without Harmonix having to invest in supporting, like, re-releasing a new guitar? And I'm, I actually, I'm sure they will. Right? I know it costs them a lot of money, but it would make sense to do, like, at least a guitar release. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you've been playing this game for six years. Here's our new guitar. It's seventy dollars. Go get the new guitar and keep playing, um, because it is cool as a games as a service. I hope I hope it's still doing well. I'd I'd really really hate to see them kill it. You know, like to see it not what be successful. What is Harmonix even doing? Well, they just they're VR. They just did uh, Autica, which is a VR game, which is like Beat Saber except you use guns instead of swords. But they don't have like but they don't have the music. Like all I've ever wanted is harmonics to buy beat saber and make rock band beat saber yeah <laughs> that would be cool unfortunately facebook owns that facebook bottom now. yeah exactly but that's all i've ever wanted is just and i would oh man how cool would it be if harmonics is like we have an update to rock band 4 and now you can play it in vr and anything that you've got you can play in vr and like we've got this track here and you can either like swipe or hit or do some beat saber like thing that would make my me and my daughter, we would just cry tears of joy. We'd be so excited. It would be. Awesome. So, the discussion topic of the week was dreams. <laughs> but we've been going, so, dreams. been going so long, I don't think it's going to be that long of a topic, really. Have any of you played dreams yet? No. Absolutely not. I've done nothing but make fun of that game yeah. for the better part of 10 years now. Like, that game has been, it's been forever. That game's a joke, and I'm sorry that Kevin had to play it. Oh, he loves it. I don't think he it's a, it a nine. I wouldn't say it's a joke, but. I don't think it's a joke. It's, I think it looks, I, it's really cool how, like, this little viral movement it's having. It's pretty neat. It's yeah. uh, an acquired taste. I don't think. It's not a game I'm going to play, I'll tell yeah. you that. So do you have it? Yeah, I have it. I have it. I bought it with a. Um, so, when it first so came these, out. Like, the, these little experiences that people keep sharing. Here's the thing that I, when I've seen like the little clips and I've like clicked on the YouTube, they all seem to be short. Like it really seems like people are like, look, I've made a scene of this game in dreams, but it's like, but have you made the game? Like, yeah. like are there actual like playable portions that, that feel as good as the actual game? Like, I can't imagine that there are, because did, if there are, then nobody would buy the other games. Like, yeah, I make, E.T., like the whole demo. Yeah, they did. They have, there's elements of but that. The whole, it's the whole element. There it is. But the thing about it is, like I said, we're still in Gen 1 of this. Exactly. So you have to kind of, this is one of those type of things that, kind of like No Man's Sky in a sense, where if you played No Man's Sky from day one, you probably didn't like it. I did, but most people probably didn't like I it. I did not, no. If you come down and play No Man's Sky now, it feels like a completely different game. 
I feel like Dreams is going to be the same thing. Dreams is one of those games that's going to be around as long as Beat Marcus is supporting it. It's going to be around for years. And people are going to well, people are going to get better with making things for this game. Because personally, the way I look at it is, it's cool that they're making this stuff, but I want to see original content on Dreams. I want to see games that takes creative their own creativity. I don't want to see somebody just remake Final Fantasy VII. Well, see, like the part of it is that so many of these little, it's like it reminds me of VR, like PlayStation VR. When you buy PlayStation VR, there's so many like little experiences that you can download and, and demo, but there's not, or at least there wasn't at the time, like when I first got PlayStation VR, there weren't many games to play. Like you sit down and get engrossed in a full game. There are a lot of these little experiences, and that's kind of what Dreams seems like it's going through now is look at all these things Dreams can do. And it's like, okay. But what are what are people actually doing with it now? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's pretty pretty easily demonstrated that PlayStation has somewhat a belief in this, that so they've let this go on this long. Um, the only question is, like, if it doesn't sell well, like if it doesn't move units and it doesn't start tracking, do they eventually move Media Molecule or something, or do they believe in it enough, like a Minecraft, that they leave them alone and they let them curate and cultivate? you know, something and turn it into something. Cause I, I agree with you. If they keep it going into PS five, maybe at some point it becomes like this must own thing because somebody's done something, you know, amazing in it. Um, but if it, if it doesn't track well, um, do they, do they move media molecule onto the next little big planet or something? Or you know? worst case scenario, does media molecule die? I, I don't think media molecule is going to die. What I think is going to end up happening they is go drive club. I think cause I think media molecule is one of those companies that, for some reason, they get so much leeway with PlayStation in terms of... Okay, but... Well, don't they... Don't... And then you guys can answer this for me, but my understanding is that Media Molecule plays, like, a heavy part in, like, um, like mentoring other studios. Yes. Like, don't they help yes. other studios yes. a lot? They, and, like, they they're do. constantly... And that's just what I was going to say. They share tech, and they share, you know, like, experience and knowledge, you know? So, like, there's an, an investment in keeping them around just for that. I think that's what plays into it. And I, I feel like this game, they haven't said it yet, but this game is definitely going to PC. And I think that's where it's going to thrive at. That but makes sense. See, here's the thing. We know Horizon is going to PC, but they haven't talked about it. Yeah. So. I think that's, that's what their whole, the whole ideal of this game is. Eventually, it's going to end up on PC, and I think they're going to make it so people can publish their games that they make in dreams for themselves. Cause they, they, and that's cool. Because the way they've been talking about this game is, this, they said, like, Shuhei Yushida said, this is a 10-year project. This is going to be something yeah. that's going to live up for quite some time. Okay, but see, here's the thing. Does he mean that it's a 10-year project and that it's going to live on for 10 years like Destiny? Or that this project took 10 years to complete? <laughs> I think he's meaning the la- that it's going to live on like Destiny. In terms of it's going to be something that, well, it took 10 years to complete too. But <laughs> it's going to be something that's going to be able to transition to PS5 and go to PC for that. Man, I think it's going to be a- another way to play games in terms of hey we can make our own game the people who are creative are going to find ways to make cool experiences and who knows maybe we're going to find the next big developer out of dreams because i remember there were story, the- stories i forgot who what cool was it it was somebody who made a big indie game who said they learned how to make games from playing little big planet i forgot which developer it was well i was just about to say like you have a whole generation of of youth and college students and things like that that came up playing you know minecraft and and like this is it's, it makes a lot of sense to try and make the thing that they kind of graduate into you know it's like you kind of did like the 2d 
blocky thing. Like you learned how to create like with a limited set of tools. Now what could you create, you know, with a grander engine, like things you can do your own thing. Cause it's, it's like dreams is like, like unity. It's like, they've released like their own version of unity. Um, and it, it seems to have, I would say like a lot more application than even unity does. Like some of the things that people are pulling off and like, we've seen, we've seen shooters, we've seen adventure games, 3d first person, like a lot of, a lot of engines don't let you do that at such a high level of fidelity that dreams does. And it'd be very interesting to see like, uh, and another part of this that I'm really interested in is like this license stuff. Like we keep seeing everybody remake other games. Like if that continues, at what point does like challenges start to get issued? You know, yeah. they're like, wait a second, because you're you're making money off of a licensed character yeah. or a licensed property, that's even like, if like you didn't make it, like you're still selling a game that's selling because of a licensed item in there. And yeah. eventually, like if they keep going, like if this becomes a thing and people actually start just remaking complete games, that'll become an issue. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, that'll become a legal I'm issue. Surprised it hasn't already become an issue. Like Greg Miller posted that his background in Dreams is the is the ecto one and it's straight up just like how is that not well i think it's because right now it's not like a game and right now like people aren't so the future of dreams is eventually to let these creators like be able to monetize their creation some way right yes that's correct and that'll be that'll be where when it comes in so right now it's all fan made it's all custom you know like nobody's actually making one-to-one like you can't play the entire game of super mario 3 for example in Mm -hmm. dream but there are mario-esque creations in dreams the moment that they turn on monetization or somebody starts to go down the path of like actual emulation um then it'll become an issue yeah and it'll be interesting to see what that does to dreams how they navigate it yeah because like they already made the opening screen of fallout 4 in, in this game like literally the red rocket station with the power armor and everything is there and, and i was thinking like sports games you know, like the wrestling games and, 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 you know, these games that people are yearning for of old, like when you start actually putting in licensed characters and likeness, like, like NCAA for football, right? The reason they can't do it is because they can't monetize players, players license, you know, like, yeah, like their, their likeness, they can't do anything. So, you know, like moment that starts getting involved, like, what does that do to that? You know, I will say this about dreams. This has never happened to me before. This is the first time I ever thought about like, man. I have an idea for a video game. I want to kind of make this. And I've been literally lately sitting down, jotting down ideas for this video game I want to make in dreams. And that's awesome. That's really, really cool. And trying to like just figure the logistics of it and stuff like that. If they can get somebody like me to kind of want to do that, that is an accomplishment. Yeah. I, I mean, three years ago, I told you this game was never coming out. Like, so consider me impressed and shocked that it's, that it's made it this far and that like I said, the viral stuff that's seeing it is I, I like seeing it on Twitter and stuff. All these people like the Ghost of Tsushima stuff and like that's really, really neat. It's cool that people are getting there. Um, and it'll be exciting to see. Like you said, I think PC is spot on. Then get it to PC and that fan base that already does a lot of that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah if they can get it and get those people playing, then the sky's the limit. It could be huge. It could be a massive hit. Yeah, I agree. I think dreams could work once it gets to that level. Which I think it probably will be eventually. I don't think now is the time. I think now it's a slow burn, and I think people are gonna make their Mario levels and things like that. And they're gonna have fun with it. But once you start getting on PC, I think that's when we're really gonna see this game shine. Yeah. So the drop this week got some interesting games on it. Um, 
I don't want to go off all of them, but you got stuff like um, let me see if there's anything major. <laughs> there's uh, devs. Devs show notes for this are great because it's uh back on they BS with shovelware with a couple of throwbacks. Yeah, there's a bunch of shovelware. That's why I'm I'm seeping through a lot of the shovelware. But um, notable game is um Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection. That's a pretty cool, cool one uh, if you like Mega Man games. Sure, Colin Moriarty will love that one. Yeah. And something I'm going to actually pick up, which is, as Haley would say, the weeb nonsense. Because I, I want to kind of figure out how this game is going to work. Daddy, have you ever watched One Punch Man? No. Okay. So the gist of it is it's a man who can kill anybody with one punch. Yes. And there's, cool. there's a video game coming out about it. One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows, comes out this upcoming Friday and it's a fighting game but how do you make a fighting game with a character hey dude, that kills in one punch great question also <laughs> get that weep nonsense out of here <laughs> yeah I'm super interested in, cause I, like, I like one punch man it's a cool anime and I'm super interested in how it plays I think those are the main ones that's coming out this week unless you what's like the, um, what's the throwback besides Mega Man um, Space Channel 5 VR? What? You never heard of the Space Channel 5 series? Nope. I remember it was on Dreamcast. It's kind of like, um, I want to say a, a dancing type title. What's the game that um, people like the Miku? Hatsune Miku? Yes. It's kind of like that. that. nonsense out of here? It's before that. Hey, I like Hatsune Miku. I'm not judging <laughs> you. I'm just saying it. It's yes, you are. Games are fun. <laughs> the Persona dancing games are fun, too. My son has those. He loves Persona. Those are good. Tough, My favorite man. is everyone making memes. are memes. hard. My yes, they are. Is all, all the memes that people make for uh, Hatsune Miku going, Miku made Minecraft, or Miku made Harry Potter. <laughs> but, yeah, those are the main games that are coming out this week. There's nothing else really coming out, like I said. If there's anything I'd probably pick, I'd probably pick um, Mega Man X Legacy Collection. That seems, seems pretty cool. Or, if you like One Punch Man, there you go. I think. So I think that's it for episode twenty. Uh, hold on, I've got I've got a question for the people because the PlayStation Twitter account tweeted this earlier, but I'm gonna put a twist on it. PlayStation okay. Twitter account earlier today tweeted, "What's the first game you ever finished?" We're not doing that here. We're gonna go. What's the place first PlayStation game you ever finished? That's a good question, Daddy. You remember the first PlayStation game you ever finished? I want to say I think it's. I'm not sure though. I'm trying to line up my 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 like my timeline. I know mine. I, it's it's got to be Parappa the Rappa or Clock Tower or Dino Crisis or like RE2. It's got to be like one of those, I think. It's got to be like PS1 one of those early games. I'm not sure which one I beat first, but it's got to be like one out of the handful. It's got to be one of those. Mine was Twisted Metal for the That's PS1. Good. That's a good Twisted one. Metal's awesome. That's a good I love one. That game. They need to bring it back. They do. Yeah, they really, really do. I think that was rumored a while ago. It was, and then yeah. nothing ever came of it. Yeah, I would love a Twisted Metal resurgence. I, I bought Black on PlayStation 4. I know that like you can play a Sweet Tooth in Rocket League. Oh, that's cool. 
Rocket League would be the perfect, like, th- those folks would be the perfect folks to hand Twisted Metal to and be like, go make Twisted Metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The That'd problem awesome. is they're owned by Epic now, so they're not getting their hands on that. Yeah. Well. The first PlayStation game I beat was well, not a PlayStation game now, but the original Resident Evil. I, mm-hmm. When I said PlayStation game, I didn't mean exclusive. Yeah, it, it's I not just mean like the first yeah. game you beat on, yeah. on a PlayStation system. Yeah. I didn't do Resident Evil until after I did 3. I think Resident Evil 2 was my first one. If I remember, Resident Evil was like almost one of the, it wasn't launched, but it was almost one of the launch games for PS1. If I remember, that was one of the first games. I, I think that was the first game I got for PS1. And I played it straight through. Good old tank controls. Yes. With Jill. Because Leon, not Leon, it was uh, Chris. It was uh, Chris. Chris didn't have a gun. He had a knife. And I thought that was stupid. You were, like, almost, you were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> I always find that ridiculous. Like, you're going go to you're gonna go look for your teammates, but you just go with a knife. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm assuming you get a weapon later. I've never played the first Resident Evil. Well, Chris Redfield didn't think he was going to need a weapon. He just thought he needed a knife to go out there and go save his teammates. Chris Redfield thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Also, Chris Redfield can punch boulders. So that's, a, that's also a thing. That's not canon anymore. It's not? No. Five oh. and six are no longer considered canon. Oh, that's BS. <laughs> We're ending it right here just off of that. So that'll do it for us for episode 20 of the PlayStation Experience. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please feel free to holler at us and give us a follow over on the Twitters at PlayStation XP or stop by PSVG Discord and join us in all our foolishness and shenanigans there. Yeah, let's let's keep Delvin active in the Discord instead of popping in every once in a while. That is a good idea. That is a good point. It's true. Let the people know where to find you at, Donnie. Uh, sure. Before I do, I just want to tell you guys that I think you guys have been doing uh, a really, really great job. Thank you. And that's why I wanted to come on um, the show. Um, I always try to encourage everybody to go on different shows and kind of mix it up whenever we can when schedules allow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got asked a question last week, and uh, somebody asked me, they're like, do you, do you really like PlayStation XP? And I told him, I was like, yeah, I really do. And, um, you know, I guess the, the sentiment was, you know, like, like Devin, uh, was it last week, Devin? What did he say? Like he didn't. Uh, Rod Ferguson like was wasn't from Gears. Like he didn't know that he wasn't from Gears and all that, you know. And the yeah. you know and the mention was like, man, you know, like I, uh, you know, I'm used to you know other other podcasts, and, and and that's what I really wanted to come say is, I really like that you guys have made the PlayStation XP like your own, and but you also do like your own PlayStation show, whereas it, like I'm gonna be nice about it. There's a lot of really great podcasts out there about PlayStation that I listen to. I'm sure Haley listens to them too. Yep. Big, I'm big Sacred Symbols fan and stuff like that. Yep. All of those podcasts are basically like Beyond clones. Yeah. Like yes. They all they all basically just do what Beyond did, and some of them do better or worse, but they're all very similar in show. I love that you guys have taken, you've made a PlayStation show that's different. It's not a Beyond clone. You're not listening to the same takes and the same structure and the same everything that beyond and sacred symbols and kind of funny and, and all the other ones are doing. And I think that's really, really cool. I don't think it'll be for everybody. And I think that's okay. And I like that we offer uh, an alternative and I love the antics and the shenanigans that you guys get into. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think dev is coming into his own as a host. And I think that's a huge uh, attribute and a you know, like a great leg to stand on in PSVG. 
is having more Devin around. I think mm. people love listening to Devin. I, at least I love listening to Devin. So I imagine other people do as well. So having him around more often on shows, uh, I also think is a huge win. So I just wanted to come over and tell you guys that I think you guys are doing a great job and uh, keep it up. Yeah, thank you. And one of the things that I've always kind of preached with this show is that I didn't want to be Podcast Beyond. They don't want to be sacred symbols because we already have those shows. Yeah. Yeah. I want us to be different and unique. And like, I've said. I'll, re- I'll reference them because I listen to them a lot. Like, which I, is fine. I listen, I listen to Beyond. I listen to Sacred Symbols. I listen to PS I Love You or the KF Gamecast. But like this show being what it is, is because we don't want to be a clone. Yeah. And one of the things I've also prided myself with this show is the fact that if you look at all the other PlayStation shows out there, we have the most diverse cast. Oh, that's true. In terms of for sure, we have two black guys and a transgender. You yeah. don't see that anywhere else. Before before we get run off the internet, uh, I'm going to say the correct way to phrase that statement is a transgender woman, not a transgender. Okay. I laugh. A transgender. Ev- I laugh every time you say it, but I just before we get oh. run off the internet, that's the correct way to phrase that statement. A transgender yes. woman and two black there guys. Two cool <laughs> black guys. It's like if you left the, the guys off of your part, you have a transgender and two blacks, see, it seems racist. That sounds, yeah. like, no, that say, sounds like a porn. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really interesting porn. Two blacks but and a transgender. You, but if you, add in, if you add in the extra specification, then it's okay. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so to clarify, it's two black guys and a transgender woman. Walk in a bar. Again, <laughs> it's the antics. You guys don't take yourselves too seriously. No. And I, I love the cutting up and I love the tangents. And uh, I love there's like, I love there's a podcast, you know, it's like, I don't really give a crap about Rod Ferguson, you know, like not everybody has to be, you know, the most knowledgeable people in the world to have mm. like an opinion, like all opinions matter. And I think you guys, I think you guys will appeal to somebody out there that maybe those other things don't. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's. What we kind of pride ourselves on doing, being the podcast for the everyday man who listens to PlayStation and enjoys PlayStation. So, Haley, where to find your stuff at? Well, to be fair, Donnie never said where to find himself. It doesn't matter. He, like, he owns the company. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Just Google <laughs> PSVG and you'll see Donnie's face. <laughs> That's where you find him at. Wait, 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 wait. He was mentioning last night on stream that there's a, a YouTuber... Who also has PSVG? So yeah, you, like if you if you go to YouTube, type in PSVG. There's two of them. There's us, yeah. and then there's like this other person. And it's so funny because um, I've tried talking to them, not because I don't want them to be the name. Like I really don't care. Mm-hmm. But every now and again, like I'll go to his videos, and, and like there's not many. He didn't do like a whole bunch. And I'll just drop like a comment and be like, "Love the name." You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I That's... personally am going to send that person a cease and desist. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I was, I was actually thinking I would love it if they talked to me because it'd be hilarious to do like a DLC episode with them. One day. That'd be a good idea. That'd be fantastic. Just actually. See if there's like any stories or anything like that or like any any overlap. I just thought it was funny. Mm. I just, you know, hilarious. Uh, but on topic, you can find me on Twitter at Shepard Zarel or on your gaming platform of choice, um, Xbox on PC or uh, or PlayStation Network at Haley Zarel. You can also find me on twitch.tv slash Now, again, I do apologize for the lack of streams this week. Stuff came up. But uh, my internet is being upgraded tomorrow, and I have to work until Thursday. So Friday, it looks like we're going to continue Grand Theft Auto V. Or we might start a replay of uh, Infamous Second Son. Um, 
really itching to replay that. So we might take a break from GTA 5 to play through that, because I can do that in one sitting. Um, other than that, you can also have a conversation with me on the Discord. I'll probably be rambling about getting that weave nonsense out of here. Yeah, that sounds accurate. You can find me on Twitter at devil underscore cox. You can find me lurking through the PSVG Discord because I don't never really say anything. I just look at some what y'all say and laugh. <laughs> but if you say, if you mention me, much like Candyman, I will pop up. So if you're in the PSVG Discord and you mention, mention Delvin, 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 I'll just pop up and just scare the heck out of you. <laughs> do, so, do something like that. But I think that's it, man. And with that being said, long live play. You can stop your recordings now, as Dev always says. <laughs>